You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. And now, let's get into the podcast. Good morning, Crossroads. Good to be here. Well, let me just quickly introduce myself. For uh, I assume that there's uh, quite some people who don't know me, so I think that's uh, appropriate to do. Um, my name is uh, Jelle. Uh, I've been part of Crossroads for the last five and a half years together with my wife, Beth. You might have seen her sometimes. She's working for Crossroads as well, uh, doing stuff with uh, filming and editing, movie editing. It's the lady with the beautiful uh, Scottish accent. Uh, so uh, if you hear somebody with that accent, it might be my wife. Um, so yeah, we have a son, Judah, who's uh, turning two in April. Uh, and we are expecting a second one in May. So it's uh, exciting times as well as uh, busy times. And, um, well, I've preached one time before in the summer, last summer, uh, and uh, here I am again. So I'm excited. Uh, when Paul asked me before Christmas if I wanted to share, uh, well, I'd love to share about Jesus, whether that's at Alpha, which I love, I love Alpha, I don't think there's a for myself a better course to do than Alpha. Uh, whether it's at Alpha or even at work, I love to share about Jesus. Uh, in my daily life I'm teaching sports, so physical education at a high school, so that's something completely different. Um, and But part-time I'm uh, studying theology as well, because I want to learn more about who God is and how we can share His Word more powerfully. So uh, yeah, today is the last uh, uh, yeah, uh, ser- last sermon of the series God in the Movies, uh, and uh, I have to say, in that journey of preparation, I, uh, I came across a movie I didn't know myself up to, uh, yeah, four weeks ago, uh, but uh, I don't recommend as quickly movies, especially not in church, I know you have to be careful with what you recommend, but I would definitely recommend this movie, I think it's very powerful, very much inspiring. Um, uh, it's called Fathers 2. It's based on a real-life story, which I always love. I love movies who are based on real-life stories because I can relate better to it. I know this is something which can happen. So this is also based on a real-life story. Uh, we have a little picture of it. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg is the one who actually, uh, uh, the one who is the main actor. And it's an interesting story. You can find it on the internet as well. Um, it's interviews with him and how he came to make this movie. He actually directed it and he acted as well. Uh, he, he went out with uh, uh, two priests, I think in a bar or a restaurant, one or the other, and then one of the priests uh, told the story of Fathers too. Um, and to sum it up, it's uh, basically a guy called Stu, uh, uh, yeah, raised in a, as a non- non-believer in a, in a family who didn't believe. Uh, and uh, But eventually he he feels the calling upon his life to become a priest and to serve God and to follow Him, which I think by itself was a very beautiful story. And uh, but it, it, there's more to it because in the whole in the whole story in the movie itself, you will see that sort of the red line throughout the the movie is it's about suffering and how he had to deal with suffering as a person before he was a Christian, after he was a Christian. He had to deal, you could say, with, a, with a, a bit more than average suffering than the most of us. 
And, and SoftFrame wouldn't be the first team for myself to choose because I know it's a very sensitive team. It's quite, it can be quite heavy. Um, but I couldn't go around it by watching this movie than having to uh, yeah, go into that. And um, at the same time, I realized suffering is something uh, which has to do with all of us. We're all exposed to it. None of us is immortal. We all have, we experience with pain, uh, sickness. We're exposed to rejection, uh, all of that. And, and that's it's part of our lives. It's, it's, it Unfortunately, in this fallen world, it's part of uh, yeah we're living, and so that's why I think it is relevant, and 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 I think it's something we should talk about, and we should think about, and we should uh, yeah invite God in the suffering and help us to guide us through it. So yes, let me uh, uh, start with with two. Clips. I had two clips, but one of them I couldn't show because we couldn't stream them from Netflix. So I have two pictures of them. Um, and then afterwards we will watch an, uh, another uh, scene. So the first picture uh, you would see, that's basically in, in Stu's life. As I said, he had to deal with uh, some suffering in his life. Um, and uh, one of the sufferings he had to deal with is uh, that his younger brother, which actually really happened in, in his life, Stu, uh, died at an early age when he was five, and he, he himself too was nine years old, and uh, well, that's, I cannot imagine something like that happening at a, such a young age, losing one of your brothers, and that had a yeah, that left a big scar on his life, you could say, very understandably, and as well on his whole family, it basically tore his family apart. His, his parents separated because of that, because it's something, yeah, you cannot. It's hard to deal with you know, losing somebody. So you see in the first scene him visiting the, in the graveyard of his brother. Uh, he's, he's drinking. Uh, you could say it's, it's a one of the, the ways people deal with suffering. Uh, you know, there's many ways to respond to it. And uh, that's basically a bit of the main question today, how to respond to suffering, how to respond to suffering as well as Christians. What does the Bible teach us about that? And for Stu, you could say, well, there's very uh, there's very much illogical reasons and that the fact that he is angry and that he is very much heartbroken by what happened to him losing his brother and it's also in a way understandably to say you know what I'm, I'm starting drinking because it, I, it can ease my mind I can try to forget things well and in that scene as well uh, eventually ends up uh, fighting with the police because they, they find him drunk he ends up in jail so you could say a certain response has also certain consequences. Well, later on in his life, and that will be the, the first scene we will show, uh, that's when he actually already uh, was called to be a priest. And he's called to be a priest. He actually uh, was called to be a priest by the fact that he had a motorcycle accident. Because he drank a lot, he had a severe motorcycle accident and he nearly died. And in the whole recovery process of uh, recovering from that accident, he experienced God in a powerful way. And he wasn't a Christian, but God called him, and not just to be to follow him, but to say, I want you to serve me in ministry and to become a priest. So he, he, he did that. He, he surrendered to God and said, I'm going to be a priest. And quickly into that, uh, that process, or quite early when he was still studying to become a priest, he actually heard that he had a, a, yeah, an incurable disease. He had a progressive muscle disorder. 
and that would just its body would just deteriorate more and more, and all of its muscles would just start to work or start uh, quit working. And he had to deal with this. And in this scene we will watch is basically he just received the news that day, and he went into church and he shouts out to God, like, "Why? Why does this happen?" And I I think this is the biggest question we often ask if it's about when it's about suffering. Why does that happen? And it's a very understandable question. Why does it happen to me? Or why does it happen? Why does it not happen to me? Why does it have to happen right now? Why have to be sick right now? And he himself as well, he said, I surrendered my life already to you. I changed my whole life and what I wanted to do because he wanted to pursue a boxing career and he wanted to be an actor. But then at some point he said, you know what? God calls me, he saved my life. I'm going to follow him. And he's all in. And then he gets sick, incurable sick. And all of us understand to say, why would God do that? And the Bible isn't really clear about that answer. Besides the fact, the only thing I've came to learn is that, you know, that's maybe not for us to answer that question, the question why. We just need to trust God. But he is shouting out to God, very understandably shouting out to God. And you can see that, that yet throughout that scene, eventually he raises up his head to, to Jesus on the cross. And he says, okay, God. Yes, so, well, what you could see is like his response, and you still see a response of anger, a response of uh, helplessness, a a response of not understanding why, but at some point you also sort of see a little bit of a switch in uh, surrendering and saying, you know, okay, I don't understand, but I surrender. And, Yeah, so I think, as, as I said, the, the, the main question, and there's many ways you could go also in this movie, and that's what I love about the movie. It's, I have to say, a little disclaimer, not all the language is, is PC, uh, but it's, uh, it's sort of, I see in a sense, it adds a bit to the reality of life. The background he comes from, um, and in that sense, is a bit of it has some humor in it, in going into a priesthood as a guy who's not really been raised in any of that sense. Um, but besides that, what I love is that they don't shy away from all those questions and that they touch on all those questions, that they try to give answers where possible. And as I said, I believe the Bible gives answers, but also the Bible leaves a lot open to it. So, yeah, disclaimer in the sense that it's impossible to go into all those things of suffering because there's a lot said about it and there's a lot we don't understand. Um, but... For today, I would, I would like to focus on the question and in, in how to respond to suffering, or at least look at what some of the Bible says about how we can respond. And I want to look at uh, uh, Romans 5, verse uh, 3 to 5, but I would love to read also the first two verses to yeah, give it a little bit of context. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And for the people who paid attention and were here last week, 
I, uh, I noticed that Sean also touched on this first. Um, so, a little bit background information. Paul was writing a letter to the Romans, uh, a church existing of uh, uh, Jewish Christians and non-Jewish Christians, and especially at that times, that always caused some questions, and uh, like, how do we do all the things we did as Jews, and now as Christians, and how do we do that together? And uh, well, Paul makes very clear in the chapter before, in chapter four, that you can only be justified through faith alone. So by faith and believing, that's why you're justified by. Not by all the works, by believing. And he gives a whole example of Abraham, that he was already justified before he was circumcised. And it was all to do with believing God. So in chapter five, he continues. And just to look quickly at verse one and two, it's sort of, it's, you could say it's a type of summary in, in saying that we're justified through Jesus. And uh, we have, because of Jesus, we have peace with God. We don't only have peace, but we have access to His grace. And we have uh, the hope. Uh, and we can glory in, in the hope we have been given. And um, it makes sense. Or we can boast in the hope of the glory of God. So basically saying we can sing praises. We can be rejoicing. We can be excited about the fact that we know that we have peace with God, we, can, we are right with God, and we can share in the glory also for in, a, in eternity to be in His presence, to be in His glorious presence, and to have that future uh, expectation. And I think as Christians, that's a beautiful thing. And I think we can all agree that that's something we can be excited about and rejoice about, right? It's not something like, no, no I don't, it's something, yes, it makes sense to be excited about that. But then Paul continues, and he says, we shouldn't only be rejoicing and say praises for that, but we should also glory in our sufferings. We also should praise in our sufferings. And I think that's, the, that's where it gets hard, because it's like, what, 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 what are you saying, Paul? How does that work? Well, he explains it straight away. And, you know, if you just read it, it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But it's, it's like, interesting to look at it. It says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, for myself, it works if I put it in a, I try to give it different definitions, because you read some words, and you start to think, what does all those words mean? What does it actually say here? So for myself, I don't, uh, yeah, you could say it has some